0: You're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcaster Matrix. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com.
1: Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand?
2: Just trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a
0: comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on?
1: If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat poll List.
2: Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with
0: you. If you're a resourceful cosplayer... You'd have no issues grabbing a needle and thread and producing a kick-ass costume to represent the embodiment of your favorite comic book or pop culture character. For others, they let their wallet do the talking and buy pre-made costumes or hire talented folks to create what they want. Uh, Then there are the ones with little to no creativity and very little cash flow. Well, what do they have? Where's their release? Well, that's simple. Video games. When it comes to living out our superhero fantasies, nothing compares to spending hours upon hours in front of a screen playing a video game. Grab your snacks and over-caffeinated beverages, warm up your thumbs, and blow real hard on that cartridge as my big fat pull list shares with you our favorite superhero video games. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, geeks and geekettes, to another edition of my big fat Pull list. I am one of your hosts, Mister X. With me on this episode is Smurfy
2: and Super Pistol Danger,
0: also known as the Bang Man. Oh, I can't, I, no. I can't get over that. That's 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 your other superhero name. I that's mean, your super villain name. Yeah, the Bang Man. That's my his uh,
2: alternate Earth name. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's your, that's your mirror, mirror universe
2: name. Yep. You with a goatee and a sash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's all I'm wearing is the sash.
0: Oh, yep. See there's a line and you went two steps over.
2: Man, I'm (laughs) going to jump every line you put in front of me. I want you to know that. Fair enough. (laughs) So what are we here talking about? Because I'm pretty sure you were making fun of cosplayers. So I
0: I don't remember saying that at all. I, I'm actually very jealous of cosplayers because they're more creative than I am. I can't do. I I don't have the ability to do that.
2: That's why I play video games. I mean, fair enough. I don't know if you've mentioned it, but you also are a bit of a writer. Not a good one, but you do do it. <laughs> oh man! are throwing
1: punches left and right today.
2: Thanks. <laughs>
0: So pretty much since the beginning of the modern age of gaming, which I'll say Atari and uh, Nintendo entertainment
1: system. Let's say, let's say that,
2: yeah, that's a good start. Yeah. That's Uh, a
1: great start for at least like our generation. Right. Yeah. Right. There, there have been
0: in, in one way or another, some sort of superhero or pop culture based video game that uh, we could all play. And, What we're going to do in this episode is we're actually going to go chronologically and run down the video games that the three of us absolutely loved and or influenced us in some way. The last 10 years, that's a totally different episode because the technology over the last 10 years where video game systems are concerned, revolutionary. So it's kind of hard to compare the ones that are coming out now and have been coming
1: out over the last decade to the ones that we've played in our childhood, and our youth. And I don't know about you guys, but I did it. video games that were based off comic books. Like they were comic book first, then brought into the video game world. So right. okay. That's the way I did it. I'm just saying I'm uh, throwing it out there. That's why people are like, what about this game? Nope. my criteria was I had to be a comic first, then video game.
2: Okay. Uh, mine was per video game generation that I owned. Because uh, I could have said Sega's X Men, but I never right. owned a Sega Genesis and I never owned X Men. But I did play it a lot, and it is a fantastic game.
0: Yeah, there were there were a handful out there that uh, I could have listed as well that I might have played once, because a friend had a system in the game. But right. if I didn't if I didn't own the system and I didn't at least play the game, I didn't have to own it because a lot of them, a lot of these on this list, I rented. I did not own. Not until later on in life when I actually had my own
1: spending money. (laughs) Right. Well, I also did it if it was fun. There were some superhero games out there that were not fun. Like they were very aggravating. They felt very cheap. So I don't have those on the list. Uh, This criteria was they had to be fun. There could be a whole nother episode
0: about video games that just annoyed the piss out of us and were not fun. Right.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And if there's a video game you'd like us to cover, whether it be good, Oh, or Silver Surfer on NES Bad. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Blow, blow, head buddy. on over to our Patreon. You can head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash my big fat poll list and select a tier that represents your deepest desires.
0: Got it all sexy there at the end. I did. First up, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. For NES, released eh, technically in 1989,
1: because this game was actually the turtles arcade game. You beat me to my point. That's exactly what I was going to say. I thought I had a cool trivia fact, and you beat me to it. <laughs> Never mind. Mm.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, I stole your thunder, Smurfy. Well,
1: no, but it's really crazy because those games only came out. I think it was like six months apart, which is kind of crazy. Like there was an arcade game first and it made so much money. They were like, we got to put this out on the Super Nintendo or the Nintendo. And so they did.
0: Yeah. And originally in other parts of the world, it just came out as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But in the uh, in North America, they had to put the two behind it because they didn't want people to get a, confused with the previous Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that came out. You know, the one where it you, you died real easy all the time. Raphael
1: was worthless. Yeah, hmm.
2: pretty much. Yeah, yep. unfortunately.
1: Those sides just... You had to get real close in there. Yeah, you always got hurt or hit whenever you got hurt. Anybody, you're like, ouch, forget it. Yeah,
0: and let us not talk about the seaweed. Oh,
2: God.
1: Yeah. God. Oh. <laughs> That's
0: what 2020 is to me.
1: Yes. <laughs> That's this, this a great just analogy. Get electrocuted seaweed. and
2: killed by the seaweed. Yep. That's
0: right. Now, now, I remember I played the arcade game as an arcade game in the uh, movie theater. And... Oh, my God, did I love that thing. That's why when it came to NES, when it was on a console in uh, 1990, it was one of those games that I would constantly rent at the video store. And and I, I just would not bring that thing back.
2: No, that's that's absolutely fair. Uh, I never owned it. Uh, same. You used to constantly rent it. To me, though, I also played it at Crestwood Mall in the downstairs. Oh, God, what was it? What do they call
1: that? That was Exilorama, dude.
2: Exilarama. That was the yep. name of their arcade play, play. Yes. And I played it down there a fair amount.
1: I would play it at the rollercade whenever my grade school would have rollercade nights. I would ask for a bunch of quarters for drinks <laughs> and spend it instead playing Teenage Mutuals 2 because I couldn't really skate. Then when it came out for Nintendo, my parents bought it for me. And then me and my brother convinced my parents to buy us the four way adapter. To get four controllers, so we could play it. Which I believe you could play all four characters at once if you had the special adapters. Right, right. Because I was like, because in the arcade, you're like, this is awesome. We have four guys. We can kick butt in this game. You go home, you're like, only two player. Oh man. Mm. Right, not us. But that game, man, I spent hours upon hours playing that game. I love that game so much. It was so great. I think that game and
0: one of the other turtle games that is on this list that we'll talk about in a little bit. This one and that one. Were the two that I played the most growing up?
1: Agreed. I can't okay. wait till
0: we get to our second turtle pick here in a
2: little bit. I actually have to correct myself. Uh, thinking about it, at Exilorama, I played X Men the arcade, the six-player arcade game, nonstop. Sorry. Was oh.
1: it a six-player? Or was it a four? Because that was kind of the same as like the Simpsons game.
2: Oh no! It was a Six- huge okay. multiplayer.
1: Nope. You're right. The, uh, I'm thinking of the Avengers game is the same as the X-Men game. That was the arcade where you could have yes. like six players. Yeah, and they were pretty much the same game, just different skins on the characters.
2: The next one on the list, gentlemen, is actually a personal favorite of mine. It's Darkwing Duck for the uh, NES. It came out in 1992, and it's essentially a Mega Man clone where you play as Darkwing Duck and you go around and you jump and shoot and kill people. Uh, the way it happens is, uh, instead of like having all uh, Robot Masters at once, you have to fight six of Darkwing's big villains, and the end is uh, Steelbeak, if I remember, and I always had trouble with Steelbeak, because his was a little bit harder with, uh, you had to jump on hooks, shoot a window, and then it was a whole, but he could shoot like homing missiles at you. It was not ideal for young me, but I found a way to do it regardless. <laughs> And actually, fun trivia that I, when I was looking up the year this came out with, I don't know if you guys played the DuckTales game.
1: Yes. Yep.
2: They remastered it a couple of years ago, right? DuckTales right. remastered. The people who wrote the Darkwing Duck comics pitched going to Way Forward about redoing the, the Darkwing Duck game as well. And they were on board. Capcom seemed to be on board. Unfortunately, Disney was not on board, and it was uh, killed in 2019,
1: which yeah, is sucks.
2: super sad, because I would have loved to have replayed this game.
0: Uh, it was one of those games that I remember I rented a couple of times, I could not beat it, I had fun playing it, but I could not beat it, and I was like, all right, moving on to bigger and better things.
2: Mm-hmm. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, I'll just
0: play with my Darkwing Duck action figures and win.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair,
1: yeah. I didn't know the game existed until just like today. Yeah, like I probably remember it, but no, I never played it. Okay, good contribution. Yep, sorry, just throw my two cents in. <laughs> and we've reached our next turtle pick
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 Turtles in Time for the Super NES. Uh, this came out in 1992, but the first time I played it was actually as an arcade game. I don't know what was going on, but I was visiting six flags at the time and there in the big square, like, like, you know, you walk in, there's the fountain, but then on the other side by the big theater, there's that big open space.
1: There's that arcade game, arcade area to the right of that. When you walk in.
0: Well, this was, this was all out in the open. It was like, they were having some sort of a, a a video game bazaar, like, like a whole bunch of new video games had come out and, all of it was free. You didn't have to play quarters. You just had to stand in line and
1: wait your turn. Well, okay. and, for Eagle. I'd be playing that game all day long.
0: And I tried, believe me, I tried because <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? And I must go to there. And luckily enough, there weren't a lot of people in the line for the and of course, you know, it was four players. So technically speaking, you know, I didn't have to give up my spot right. uh, until somebody, you know, an adult told me to and you know, it took them a good 45 minutes for them to do that. Because <laughs> I just told my mother, I was like, I'm going to be here. Yeah. Go, go ride a ride, come back. And if I'm <laughs> not here, I'm going to be close by watching people play this game. If I'm not right. here, I'm in the
1: bathroom. Otherwise, I'll be here.
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Turtles in Time was one of those. It, for me, it was like a game changer because the the graphics were just a little bit sharper than the previous arcade version and i was like this is this not only not only do you get to be a turtle but then you're traveling through time and fighting time specific
1: villains and it was just it was just cool it was super fun because the foot soldiers were still foot soldiers but they were like decked out that time period so like in (laughs) prehistoric time it was like a foot soldier with a club and you were just like oh and they wore a loincloth. Yeah, they wore like a loincloth. And you were like, oh, okay. And even the bosses at the end of every level were decked out in like that attire for that time period. Which yeah. Was like super yeah. Fun. I remember one I of the remember stages that was a train. like cowboy, train, train. cowboy
0: Indian train. Yeah.
1: That was super mm-hmm. awesome and fun.
0: I think, wasn't it, it was Rocksteady was like a pirate. So yeah. on this big yes. pirate ship. Yes. And all the foot soldiers were dressed like pirates.
1: Yes. It was great.
0: As a side note to this, the three of us actually got to play a Ninja Turtle arcade game together. A few years ago, back in, uh, I want to say 2018, when Captain Marvel came out, the three of us, along with our significant others, our spouses, went to the movies and killed about 20 minutes playing a arcade game uh, that was based off of the, uh, the Nickelodeon 3D uh, computer animated Ninja Turtle cartoon series. I I think the three of us acted like we were ten years old again.
2: It felt it felt real good. I'm not even going to lie about it. Um, <laughs> it. It felt right. Mm-hmm. It felt right. In 1994 came a game so hard but so intoxicating that I would play it nonstop while never being able, able to get past, let's say, the third level. And of course, I'm referring to Spider-Man and Venom in Maximum Carnage. Oh uh, man, I was awful at this game but i consistently played it
0: my level of frustration for this game mirrored my frustration of the original teenage mutant ninja turtle game because oh man i get to play spider-man and i get to play venom and we're going up against carnage and all the baddies from the comic book story and i mean the story was awesome so to actually play out the story in video game form i mean who what spider-man fan wouldn't want to do that
2: exactly especially in the snes because at that time there was a lot of really good games at the time and you know what i think some of these old 16-bit graphics still hold up today yeah Uh, and this was it like this was probably the best spider-man game to date i'm trying to think if there was anyone before that
1: that I do remember playing this game because you, you flip-flop between Spider-Man and Venom, right? Yes. While you yeah. it. And and I remember that Venom, for whatever reason, I felt like it was way better than Spider-Man. And that was kind of yeah. aggravating because then all of a sudden you'd be like, all right, I got really good with Venom. I'm ready to kick butt with him. They're like, you're Spider-Man again. And you're like, uh-oh, and then you die. And you're like, <laughs> and like, reset. Because I remember that now because I was like, I I was like, I do kind of remember that game now. But yeah, like it, I remember it was super aggravating. That's why it wasn't one of my favorites because after like a while, I was like, "Man, I can't get past the fourth stage. I'm done." I'm like, "I'll move on to a game where I can beat."
0: Yeah, it's another example of I'm I'm going to rent this over and over because damn it, there's got to be a way to beat this game. There's got there's got to be a way to continue the story, but I just never could. The, the reason why it's on this list is because it was very influential for me. It was the first time that I remember them actually taking a comic book story and turning it into a video game.
2: Yeah, um, trying to think of anything else because yeah, some of the different well, there was kind of an Infinity War beat 'em up. Oh, and I can't think of anything else that was basically based on the comic. You know what I mean? Like based ripped from a comic book because I remember right, right. Nintendo X Men um, Apocalypse game where you could pick your own X Men.
1: We talked about before. There was that Spider-Man X-Men game crossover where they kind of like were at arcades thing. That was kind of bad. Yeah. yeah. And and but I don't think that was great from the comic book. I remember like the characters were in the bad guys were. That was about it. It was like nothing. Nothing. I don't think anything before that was actually based
0: off of an actual story, unless unless technically you consider a video game that was part of the promotion of a movie. Yeah. Because then you know, there's Batman. All the Batman movies had video game adaptations that were
1: kind of like <laughs> the, yeah, the, the story of the movie um, i used to be so disappointed at all those you're like i love the movie i can't wait to play more of it and you get the game and you're like this is garbage i'll just go buy the toy and make up my own movie exactly like, you play with the action figures
0: and you can make up your own story and you don't have to you don't have to reset and start all over again right and speaking of video games based off of actual comic book storylines the next game on our list is The Death and Return of Superman. Now, this game I played on the Super NES, uh, came out in 1994, and this is actually one I was able to take all the way home. I was a big fan of the comic story, but I wasn't reading Superman regularly. I ended up buying the novelization of the comic story, and I read that cover to cover, and I absolutely loved it. So then, the game comes out, and I'm like, "Oh, ho, ho, it's totally on because it it is exactly what it sounds like. the first half of the game you're Superman you're doing Superman things, doomsday shows up, and even though you're you're holding your own, the whole point is you gonna die yeah <laughs> and then the 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 second half of the game is you take turns doing different levels as the other supermen that showed up during the reign of the Superman story arc after the death of superman and then of course you know the end superman comes back he's got the the, the long flowing mullet going and the, and the black suit and takes down cyborg superman but again very a very satisfying game because i could actually play it and beat it
2: fair yeah i uh i, I never played this game but i didn't know of it Um, As a child, I was not a big DC fan other than Batman and uh, the TV show he was in.
0: His animated adventures? His animated adventures.
2: After that, though, we have a bit of a six-year jump because the next game we're going to talk about is my personal favorite on this list. Listen, a lot of games on here are great. This one, I played... I, I couldn't even guess the number of hours I've played. I would I would wager in the in the four digits, because wow, Marvel versus Capcom two the arcade game, and then eventually I think I would get it on um, PlayStation two, but at the arcade at the time I was at Merrimack Community College, and this is actually one of the games that my best friend and I would play nonstop. And my it was opinion, in the
1: cafeteria man. Yep. Yep. Uh, I played English Break 2
2: mm mm-hmm. and uh let's see i try to think like uh, my I, I had three main teams and it depended on what i was doing if i wanted a rushdown team i want to say it was like guile wolverine and then colossus as my backup uh he wasn't a rushdown guy but he was basically had a super that could make him invulnerable so even though you're hitting him and doing damage he'd walk just right through it and not care right uh, my second team
1: i was, was a was, Wolverine guy that was my same. team always
2: my next team was just like a faraway distance team. It was Mega Man, Venom, and Doctor Doom, and basically I would just zone you out, like you couldn't even get close. And then <laughs> uh, my favorite team, which was what I called I call now Team Hoss, was Juggernaut, Colossus, and Doctor Doom, and basically I just fucking wrecked you. That's what happened. Dude, do you <laughs> that's
0: something that I remember I, I I never played Marvel versus Capcom regularly uh, every now and then you know if I was at the arcade area at the movie theater and I had some time to kill and we weren't playing air hockey I'd jump on because oh wow I mean the animation of the characters was just spot on
2: oh yeah it was and and even number three was pretty good but like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 was it. It was absolutely gorgeous. The music was fantastic. The yep. levels were fun. I, I couldn't get enough of it. I still probably can't. I wish they'd re release it onto, you know, the updated like you don't gotta update the graphics. Just give me Marvel vs. Capcom two on my Switch. And I I don't even know how much I would play. I would play <laughs> oof, an embarrassing amount. Uh, I was actually pretty good too. I was never like I was never tournament good, but I uh, I handled my own and it was pretty fun. And then, you know, three came about and I never really quite caught on because I always wanted to play as Iron Fist, but he played very what's the right word to say what's the right phrase of saying this? He was very
1: uh, like sluggish.
2: No 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 no. He was very input heavy in his attacks, so you would consistently have to be going down to back, down to forward, 360 on the control stick, just to get him to kind of go into a good combo. Um, oh,
1: it wasn't it was like fun. Ryu. you would just be like down, rotate it left, you know, or down, rotate it right, and then like hit a punch, and he do a Hadouken. And you, just, and you could easily like and just keep it going and then just, right. just decimate somebody, right.
2: Mm-hmm. But man, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 was a beautiful – if I if I could, I and I still might, I might just try and save up money and buy an arcade cabinet one day because, man, I could I could play this all day long. Winning, losing, drawing, I could do it all.
0: Now, this next pick was, for me, it was a game changer. Uh, in 2000, there was a Spider-Man game released for the PlayStation. And that's right, the PlayStation. No, two, three, four. Yeah. This was the original PlayStation.
1: Right. right.
0: Yes, okay. and this yeah. one had okay. had a great story. You, you had most of the most of the top tier bad guys, except for except for Goblin,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Green Goblin wasn't in this one. Uh, your your main foe was Doc Ock. He had quote unquote reformed, and somebody posing as Spider Man uh, was seen stealing something from Doctor Octavia. So you as Spider Man, you're framed. So you have to solve the mystery of who's trying to frame you, and Venom is involved. Carnage is involved. And the thing that, I mean, the ending of this game was absolutely insane. Once you have finally fought your way all the way to the bowels of this secret base, mm-hmm. Doc I- Ock.
2: Oh, man, yes. And the escape afterwards. Merges with
0: Carnage. It's oh. terrifying. And then you have to web swing through like this this oversized duck vent kind of a thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And All while if, he's chasing you. And if you go and he's he, not
0: only is he chasing you, but then the rest of the place is blowing up behind him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my God. I remember it, it took me about five or six tries to get that right. But talk about one of those things where where once you've once you've done it, your your hands are up. The controller is is now has been tossed on to the other side of the couch. And you're just like,
2: I did it. I, I am Spider-Man i am i am that guy who swings over the web that that was that was like me you got it was such a sense of satisfaction you know what i mean yes it yes. wasn't impossible it was just hard and man yeah i remember it took me a while to get it but eventually yeah you feel you feel spider-man you are like every review of a spider-man game you feel like spider-man
0: not only that, but I, I also remember this was one of the first games I bought myself. Because mm. by this point in time, I'm 20, possibly 21. So, you know, I've got a job and I've got a little bit of disposable income. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy myself a video game.
2: That's fair. It's a good one to start on because the next one coming up, Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation 2, is oof, is probably my favorite superhero game on a console
0: this is the one that's based off of the second movie correct Correct.
2: yes okay and do you know who who narrates the tutorial level on this oh it's bruce campbell it's bruce campbell beautifully (laughs) done like this game is part like i remember me and my friends would just play this game like we just trade off because the web swinging felt so amazing you Mm, just i honestly that was one of my favorite things to do and like you know, you had one of five rando things that could happen. A kid would lose his balloons. You'd have to stop him mugging. Something, something, something. And, and that
0: I think that became like a regular thing in Spider-Man games from that moment mm-hmm. on. It's like with with the open world feel, there were random things that would happen that you could de- decide either, yeah, I'll go take care of that, or eh, no, I'll I just want to swing this way.
2: Yeah, uh, I remember we were I was playing it with my my best friend, and one of the things someone can yell at you is uh get a job spider-man and and at that moment i don't remember what i was doing i think it was like a story mission i stopped web swinging dropped down and immediately just started like yelling at the tv like who said that who wants to talk to (laughs) spider-man like that you want to fight the green goblin go ahead mister go up there and get him i just went into this 10 minute tirade uh, but yeah, never tell Spider Man to get a job because you cannot do his job. So shut up.
0: That's right. That is that is very correct. You can't do Spider Man's job. Mm-hmm. All right, Smurfy, you've been quiet enough, so we'll let you. We'll let you take this next one.
1: Ooh. So X Men Legends for the Xbox in 2004. I was super stoked and excited for this game because I was like, "Cool, you can be the X Men," and it's for once, it wasn't just one guy you got to control a squad of four people so as you played the game you unlock more x-men you get to control more x-men in your team and it was just very well done it was hard enough to have me go back for more uh and the, like, the animation was great and the fighting styles were great their powers were great uh, i just really absolutely love that game i don't know if you guys get to play it or not but i that oh, game yeah. phenomenal and it was one of those games where for once if you use your mutant powers it didn't like cause you you know, you didn't lose health, or you didn't have to go pick up any super bars. It was just kind of like you had a bar for superpowers. If it got too low, let it fill back up. You would use them again. Right, right. I think you
2: had like potions you could use. One would restore health, and one would restore mutant power. It was just naturally refilled, too. I was more of a fan of X Men Legends two because in that one, it was uh, the I think the Rise of Apocalypse. So yes. you got to play as both the X Men and the Brotherhood, and that. To me, it was and like these are some of the first games that I'm remembering have like original stories, but also like um, cutscenes that really yeah. sold them too. Yeah, I, really, I remember uh, being Mag, uh, like the first cutscene of uh, X Men Legends Two. I think is it's like Magneto busting out. Like you think he's busting out a Brotherhood member, but he's busting out Xavier, and you're just like, all right, we're in it together now. And like I was like, right there, sold, done because uh my favorite character in x-men legends 2 was actually toad because he had a really good tongue whip that did like a 360 and hit everybody so i would bring in all my people real close and then like as all the baddies i just like tongue toad would tongue whip them over and i'd be like yes and it started uh I, i still actually like toad i think he gets shit on a lot but he's a really fun character
0: for the sake of for the sake of purposes, since we've actually shoved these two games together, because yes, folks, they're both on our list. <laughs> X Men Legends, when it came out, I'm I, me being, if it's not Ninja Turtles, it's X Men. I, right. I and I go crazy. This was this was for all intents and purposes you were finally going to be able to play the X-Men. Unlike those other games to where it was kind of like, okay, side-scroller, oh boy, yeah, optic blast, optic blast. Ooh, adamantium <laughs> claws, big deal. This actually made you feel like you were the X-Men because I don't know about you, but I mean, really, when you think about it, when you were at the Xavier Institute, whew, you could just wander yeah. through the whole place just
1: talking to random characters. Yeah, like all the X-Men were there. They, the, the studio could afford all the X-Men. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is Thank true, Deadpool.
2: Thank you. This is, uh, this is very
1: true. Well, no, and also, there was a bit of strategy to it, Like the, at least in the first one, because you were like, all right, man, I got to have a ranged guy, a close guy. I better have somebody who's got some strength, because it did like matter. Like If you were Cyclops and walked up to a locked door and tried to punch it down, it would take you forever. Or if you were Colossus and ran up to it, like three hits, the door was blown off. And I was like, finally, like, awesome. They actually have it, like, right. They have the characters and their powers right.
0: I was actually, actually, uh, X-Men Legends 1 is the first and only game I ever got my my then-girlfriend, but now wife, to play with me. And she loved playing Beast because he would just do all those those flips. And she just loved, she loved doing the flips. And you could be like, you could
1: roll into a ball and he'd just ping-pong off people. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, was- and as much as I loved... X-Men Legends 1, the fact that X-Men Legends 2 took its story from the Age of Apocalypse storyline and kind of overlapped it with, I guess you would call it modern day, you know, there was no changing the timeline. It was, okay, so Apocalypse has made his move and the world is screwed to the point to where the X-Men and the Brotherhood have to join forces. And I can't remember if they had it in the first game, but in the second game, you actually could unlock different costumes.
1: Yes. you can And have, uh, you
0: got a bonus. You actually got a bonus for having all of your characters wearing the same type of costume. And there was the, the costume for the Age of Apocalypse for all of your characters. That's what that's what everybody was wearing when I was playing. I'm like, no, once that was unlocked, it's like, nope, you're all Age of Apocalypse
1: versions. Do you know what I found yeah. out? Each costume had different power-ups and like kind of power-downs. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like if you were like the original four X-Men and their original OG outfits, it gave you like some different bonus than if you were like all the Age of Apocalypse guys, which I thought that was also super cool.
0: And of course, it was also the first game where you actually could have the Juggernaut as a playable character.
2: Oh, and believe me. He was terrific.
0: Yeah, X-Men Legends 1 and 2 were, I, I actually have to say, it's probably the first game I, I actively replayed over and over again, just for the hell of it, just for the fun of it. Our next pick, Ultimate Spider-Man from 2005. And I played this game on the PlayStation 2. This one is based off of the Ultimate comic, comic books.
1: Mm-hmm. So is this Miles Morales or is it still Peter Parker? No, it was it's still, still Peter, Peter Parker, Parker. Parker.
0: Okay. because Miles Morales didn't exist yet. Got
1: yeah, you. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was curious about. Okay.
0: This is 2005, but but he was he was right. coming.
2: Right. This is actually a lot in vain with Maximum Carnage because in this game you also will switch between Spider-Man and Venom.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I remember I play I played the shit out of this game, uh, and I never I never like officially beat it because I never unlocked all of the stuff. Right. But where the story mode was concerned, I I got through all of that. But it was it was one of the one of the first times that I remember the game was actually designed in the vein of the comic book art from Mm -hmm. the actual book.
2: Yeah, it it was it was very pretty game.
0: And again, very similar to Spider-Man, the movie, too. Uh, It was open world. You got to travel all over Manhattan and into Queens. And you would run into people who needed your help.
2: Yeah. Uh, I like the boss fights because they were just that. Like, they felt like big boss fights. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you do something, and then eventually you fight Rhino on this street. And it's it's a hard fight, I remember. Yeah. And uh, Oh, man. I remember uh, you eventually have to fight Venom as Spider-Man because there's a miscommunication, as is the case.
0: As there always uh, is. Yeah. Uh, anytime a spider-man game comes out i'm i'm going to play it and i know you're a big spider-man fan too pistol so mm-hmm. i figured you would also have played this game
2: oh absolutely i'm looking forward to black friday and trying to get i think a ps4 for very cheap so i can play the new spider-man game too also what was a good game was a uh, and i'm surprised it's not there's not more talk of it and there's not a sequel to it because Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction was an absolute fantastic game. That was my shit right there. You literally were the Hulk, ran around the city, and destroyed everything.
0: Yeah, and you didn't even have to worry about the story mode. It was one of those games to where if you felt like... If you had a bad day and you just wanted to destroy shit, Mm -hmm. you put on that game and you just level... Building after building, and let the government come after you.
1: Was this like a side scroll, or was this like kind of open world, like Grand Theft no, Auto? This, this, is, is, an o- open this world. is open world. That'd been super fun. Just running around through every building, like tearing them all down.
2: Yeah,
0: the you more destruction down. you cause, the higher your threat level was. Very similar to okay. Grand Theft Auto, only mm-hmm. instead of cops and choppers, it, it was-, was Shield oh. showing up with with uh, armored flying. Mini helicarrier thingamabobs to to blast you out of the sky, and a whole bunch of Hulk bustered armored Shield agents chasing after you.
2: Oh yeah, and I loved that you could upgrade your abilities because I would always you know grab a car, rip it in half, and we're going to town. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah, You're... You rip it in half and it becomes uh boxing you know, gloves.
2: Yeah, is uh so good, so good. Another game I wouldn't mind they uh, just re released.
0: Oh, I, I'd, I'd, whatever console I would need to get, I would totally get it. That one also had unlockable skins, mm-hmm. which allowed you to play all of the different versions of Hulk throughout the comic book series. There was smart Hulk. There was savage Hulk. And of oh, course Joe. my personal favorite Joe fix it. You were in, Oh, you, you had the, the pinstripe suit. on. You weren't wearing the jacket, but you had the suit on the gloves and unlike the other Hulk, he would actually talk throughout you running around New York and destroying stuff. He would taunt bad guys and, and good guys. <laughs> so, of course, I was always Joe Fix-It running around just destroying shit.
2: Before we get on to the next couple, I feel there's an honorable mention here. Because while the movie Wolverine Origins was an absolute dumpster fire, what was the, the game? video game was really very good really yeah it actually was um, not a lot of people did but I was a big Wolverine fan at the time and it's actually a very good game it's basically a, a, a prequel to that it's like what Wolverine's doing in like these mean times and as you're getting like shot or stabbed or hit like you're showing real damage like your skeleton will eventually start showing and you hmm. got to run away to heal over but yeah it's actually a very good game. Uh, not very much talked about, but I want to give that an honorable mention.
1: I got burnt on all those movie video games that, like, I stopped after, I guess, like PlayStation 2. I was like, no more movie video games. I'm done. I'm tired of getting burned and uh, having a bad time.
2: I mean, that's fair. Wolverine's Revenge wasn't great, but, you know, I was. Well, it's interesting.
1: It's interesting that
0: uh, the video game was better than the movie, because usually, like Smurfy was saying, video games based off of the movie really aren't all that great
2: right so that have was a bad out. time <laughs> so that was it like yeah i just want to give a quick shout out to that because it was a pretty good game well
0: our next two picks we're actually going to shove together because they're essentially similar games even though they came out three years apart and i know we've all three of us have played both of these games that's right folks we're talking about marvel ultimate alliance one and two
1: Mr. X, I'm pretty sure me mean you have beaten half the game together. Ah, uh, yes, Hang yes. Where I remember, I remember that. Well, maybe we
2: should all three get together.
0: We should. We should. Yeah. The, there's these games that have more than two players. I think the fans, especially if we were on like something like Twitch or something like that, just playing these games and you could actually hear our commentary. Because one of the things that we do like to do when we play these superhero games is whatever character we pick, you had to be the voice. We stay in character.
1: Yeah, you have to be the voice and stay in character. And that was one of the greatest parties I was ever at. I was laughing so hard to listen to you guys all impersonate characters. Because some were really bad. Some, yeah. the impersonations were really, really bad. But that's what made it so fun. Well,
0: some of us took it serious. Others yeah. did not. Right. <laughs> our friend, our friend Nathan Ollendorf, who's a uh, fantastic artist, he actually he would play Iceman all the time because he really liked Iceman's powers. But. He always made Iceman talk with a lisp, like he was like he was a homosexual. <laughs> yes. And this is this is like a decade before in the comic books, Iceman came out as a homosexual. So I don't know if I want to call him an insensitive jerk or a prophet. Right. Why
2: are you saying it like that?
0: Iceman well, is not gay.
2: Well, well, oh, right.
0: Time will little tell. did
2: we know. Right. <laughs> I think what also drove me to these games was actually the stories of these were pretty good because the first the story in the one,
0: first one was really great. The, <laughs> the
2: second after, one
1: yeah the Civil War stuff. Yeah. Well yeah the Civil War stuff uh if I'm remembering right I think was really good and then they didn't know where to go with it halfway through the game and so they switched it into some sort of like nanobot takeover and which got really really weird.
2: Right. The first yeah. half starts was like secret invasion, a bit of Doom. And then, yeah, it goes to Civil War. But what's, what really threw me for a loop was that if you'll remember the end of Ultimate Alliance 1, there's a teaser uh, because you go into space at some point, and there's one guy, and he's not thrilled that you went into space and took a meal from him, and that's Galactus. So at the end of Ultimate Alliance 1, Galactus shows up and is like, oh, you will pay for taking meals from Galactus. I will take your world next. And to me, that's where I thought Ultimate Alliance 2 was going to go. It's like, all right, here we go. Galactus. Yeah. And they were like, nah. I was like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I said this before comic series came out. They were like, we're going to write those coattails. But they didn't know the story. So they just made up their own, and it was bad.
2: Yeah, because like the first one was so great. With Doctor Doom as the main villain, stealing Odin's power, corrupting heroes, getting together all the villains. So good.
0: Well, I mean, and it, and it literally had all of the characters i mean it was the marvel universe
1: mm-hmm. and you, you could do a team of four like x-men legends and your team could be whatever you wanted and it was so fun like you went some x-men in there cool you went spider-man in there great like you're like oh this is so awesome you mm-hmm. want the fantastic four yeah. there you go fantastic yeah. four right oh man
2: i think um one of my my two favorite scenes in this are nightcrawler's escape where he's trying to escape uh latveria mm. and loki with like their army of like brainwashed Hulklings taking on Asgard and taking the throne for himself, so good.
0: The, yeah, those cutscenes were just spot on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it felt like you were in the Marvel universe. Yeah, and this is this is back in well, the the that first one is back in 2006, so the Marvel Cinematic Universe didn't even exist yet, right.
2: Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you gentlemen know, but I am aware there's actually a threequel to this.
1: Yeah, there's Ultimate Alliance 3, but it's only on the Nintendo Switch. And only
0: one
2: of us has it.
1: I wonder which one that
2: is. Actually, Smurfy has it too. He just doesn't play it.
1: Yeah, I have a Switch. I, you know what? I might have I gotta look. I haven't played that in a while. You don't. I
2: checked. I saw the games you had for it. But yeah, I mean, I have a Twitch, a Twitcher, and a couple of controllers. And maybe we could all get together and uh, pick this up. And play it. See how it goes.
0: Hmm. I I think I could get down
2: with
1: that. Stay, Stay in character. Yeah. Oh, I will.
2: <laughs> well, that actually leads us to our last game. And it's actually one of my personal favorite beat-em-up games. And that is Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game. The game itself is actually gorgeous. With the animations and art direction done by Paul Robertson. And the music score done by and I'm going to butcher this, so bear with me, gentlemen, Anamana Gucci. And the score is great. I have it saved to my phone. I bought the soundtrack. And the game itself just looks gorgeous. I can never recommend enough this game. Unfortunately, it is no longer available in any particular way to play unless you have an Xbox 360 in your family's basement with the game still on it. (laughs) Oh, bummer. yeah, this is just a super fun side scroll and beat up. And you can play as, I want to say, five different characters Scott Ramona, Kim Pine, Steven Stills, Knives, Nega Scott, and Wallace Wells. And then each of them has different costumes and they each have different moves that you can learn and upgrade. It's such a good time, such a good game. Brian Lee O'Malley just recently, a couple of months ago, retweeted, Uh, bring it back and Ubisoft and eh, dicks for doing this, but put like a little like replied to it and just put a little like a emoji of uh, the guy stroking his chin. And it's like, don't, don't do that. Don't give us hope. Don't you?
0: Yeah. Don't play with us. Yeah. Come
2: on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually played the game after watching them the film. I was, I I never read the comic book, but Mm -hmm. the video game is right. out I mean, literally it's like the comic book come to life.
2: Yeah. and i
0: did i did have a good time just smashing buttons and beating people up Mm -hmm. but again you know for me that kind of gets a little bit tedious after a while so uh, even though i enjoyed my my brief time playing the game i i never i never finished it
2: and it is a multiplayer game as well that's why i think i had so much fun because i actually played it now unfortunately this wasn't online it had it was a couch co-op so you had to have uh three to four other or two to four other people there to hang out with to play the game with you and i generally had one or two other people who play it with me and it was it's a good time when you're all together
1: so listeners, what were some of your favorite or influential video games based off superheroes hit us up on all of our social media facebook twitter and instagram or shoot
0: a little video tell us your story about any of the games that we listed in this episode that you remember playing or d- d- that you loved playing or that you hated playing. We want to hear from you.
2: I'll do you one better, Mr. X. Why don't you send us a link to you playing these games? We'll give it a quick watch.
0: We've run out of games to talk about, at least for now. So that means our episode has come to an end. So until next time, I am Mr. X.
1: I'm Smurfy. And I'm the bang man. Bang. Up, up, down, down, left, right, ABBA start. We'll see you next time. That's our show, folks. Tell your friends and family about our program. What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast
2: on every app possible. Want to help support the
0: show? Visit our Patreon page. We have a variety of incentives at
1: multiple tiers sure to satisfy any and all hardcore geeks you can also follow us on social media where we post weekly comic pics breaking news stories and glimpses into our everyday geek lives until next time keep your turtle shells waxed (laughs) your power rings charged and your proton packs prime ooh what's this do?
2: No, Smurfy, Not the containment unit. Stay right there. Ow! Oh, my knee. Oh, oh my God. You alright?
1: Oh. I oh, heard God. that. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh. And we have her extra content.
0: loving <laughs>
1: <laughs> You see him? loving
2: Snikes. Okay. That's
0: Ugh, I still I still haven't gotten used to the fact that I have a desk that actually has a, a, a space that has drawers. I All those years in the basement, it, it was just a folding table, so my, my legs, oh. I didn't have to worry about anything.
1: No, that's smart. I mean, you turn, you, you smoke the left to right, you smoke that drawer. <laughs> Always hurts. Yeah.